With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday night again, D.I.M., and welcome to another episode of the Stoop Radio Show, right here, live, 100% live, anything goes, on blogtalkradio.com. I am your host, Jeff the Shark Perini, and with me as always is my absolute favorite co-hostess of all time, co-hostess with the mostest sister from another mister, the one and only, Jewel Tatey. Sure, good evening. Woo-woo. We're doing good. Um, welcome again to another episode of the uh, Stoop here. Um, we're back after a uh, fun-filled weekend of action and excitement. A uh, little shout-out. I'm not sure if he's listening tonight, but a happy birthday this past weekend to my best friend, CJ Joint. We went out Saturday and uh, went to the beer store and had some beers. We had a grand old time celebrating his birthday, so that was great. So happy birthday to him. How was your weekend, Joel? That's awesome. Happy birthday. Um, uh, Not exciting. I had to work all weekend. So, uh, yeah, today I, I taught 50 sixth graders how to paint a Pegasus. Wow. That was fun. Good stuff right there. The fact they handle them kids, too. That's something. Oh, yeah. That was uh, some fun now. <laughs> it's got to be awesome stuff. And uh, great little lesson. What, what, age, what, ages, ugh, what ages were these kids? I don't know. What age are you when you're in sixth grade? Twelve? Twelve. Twelve, I guess, yeah. 13. I tell you what. They were the most polite children, and they could paint better than a lot of the adults I've seen. They were they were really great kids. Well, they're 12, 13-year-old kids. Um, they're just coming of that age. And then comes this cute 30-year-old girl to teach them how to paint. So, yeah, I guess so. They're all <laughs> kind of mannerly. <laughs> yes, Miss Tady. <laughs> I've heard them good old yeah. days of Ms. being in Jules. school. Miss Jules. I do more white paint, Miss Jules. <laughs> they were great. Their unicorns were very... Interesting. They were fun. <laughs> I'm sure. And for uh, all of you who are new to the show or even regulars of the show, Jewel has uh, many artistic talents. And uh, we love it. So congratulations. Great job. Thanks. Same to you. Teaching our, teaching our youngsters. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Don't thank me. My job sucks. Today I just broke some poor guy's heart and told him his car was going to cost him $8,000 to fix. So, yeah. I... Don't congratulate oh. me. I'm that bad news guy. I'm the guy everybody hates to hear from on the telephone. Oh, man. Thank God for the stoops. This is where people love to hear me. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of the stoop, let's thank Wednesday night's guest, a repeat 
performer here on the stoop and a girl who is rising up the charts and getting the major hits with her great new music, Bella Elise. Thank Woo-hoo! you again, Bella, for coming on the show. Congratulations on just the meteoric rise of your new music. And, and she's getting that fan base. Very young lady, talented, smart, wonderful. What do you think? I just feel so proud of her. I'm just so proud of her. Like, she's such an intelligent young girl, and she has so much going for her. She knows exactly where she's going, and she's doing it. Um, Lewitt, the single, has just surpassed 100,000 streams on Spotify. Like, amazing, amazing. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, 100,000. That's quite a number. That's fantastic. And uh, you say proud of her, so it's like it's like our little girl, our little belle. It is. I know. <laughs> and uh, our little uh, Brianna James, she came out with some new music as well, country singer. So our little girls are all grown up right here on the stoop. It's beautiful. I know. It's awesome. Aww, so proud of them. <laughs> Seriously, we are, though. We're very proud of them. Uh, tonight, another little friend of ours that's all grown up. Now, I don't know how old he is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, a fun guy, a great actor on the show tonight, Jonathan Fernandez, uh, who plays the character known as Yep, plays the character known as Scorsese uh, on the uh, TV show Lethal Weapon. And I got to tell you, um, a guy that always bashes remakes, Lethal Weapon is pretty good. It doesn't try too hard to be the movie; it tries to be a show based on the movie. And uh, Fernandez's character is new to the to the run, obviously. He's brought in new for TV. He plays a uh, forensics um, cop, if you will. And uh, really good. He's good on the show. The show's good, and uh, we're excited to talk to him tonight. took us a little while to get him with scheduling, but we're glad to have him tonight. Johnson Fernandez, who will be joining us around 30 this evening. That's awesome. I Very can't awesome. No, wait like, for the night. Oh, I know. I'm excited. You know what I like about this guy? Um, fashion. He's big into fashion. He always looks good. His outfits always look sharp. I get a little jealous of that because I like people I can dress. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll ask him him where to shop. (laughs) Like, honestly, I have to know people's secrets because I try to dress well and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hmm, this looks comfy. (laughs) Let me throw this on. (laughs) No way fashion person I know. You know what I blame on that? No offense to my wife and no offense to Mike. No offense to anybody out there. You know what does it to us? Love. When you're content in love and you know that the person you wanted to impress is already impressed by you. I got a sweatshirt on. I got sweatpants. I got socks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like when we go out, out, yeah, I dress it up. For the most part, this is it. It's what you get. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. Mike's like, why don't you wear more dresses? Like, well, if you take me out more, I'll wear more dresses. Like, literally, every time I go out now, I'm wearing a dress because that's like one time in three months I'm going out. So, there you go. There's my uh, dressy dressy up night for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, I like dressing up too, but on time. But, uh, I was just saying, I'm going to ask him where he gets his secrets. Meanwhile, he's in, like, Hollywood, where all the best shops are, and his salary's a little different than my salary. So <laughs> that's right there yeah. helps his, uh, his wardrobe. That's good stuff that we'll talk about that tonight. Top Speaking five. of uh, fashion, oh, ahead, I, just, I, I just wanted to know real quick, if you had uh, something in mind for your beer fest coming up, since you like outfits. <laughs> well, we are sticking with the kilt. The kilt is definitely... Okay. We, we hammered it out Friday night and during the day Saturday on a T-shirt idea, and we haven't nailed it yet. 
Last year, of course, was the drunk grown-ups in the form of Dunkin' Donuts. And we're trying to get something close. We haven't decided yet, but we've been really hammering at it. So it's almost like, yeah, the ESP like you were there. That's so funny. <laughs> it's very funny. So we did like all Friday night and everybody, we picked out like a thousand designs and came up with, uh, couldn't get that consensus. We'll get it figured out. Yeah. Due time. It's less than a month away. Can't stand it. Um, so let's go to our top five list of the evening and we say goodbye to the Winter Olympics. Uh, a fun Winter Olympics. A tight race with all the teams and medals. So we're going to say goodbye to the Olympics with our top five favorite Olympic events, sporting events. Um, I don't know. Didn't thrill me either. But <laughs> 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 Jill's got this look on her face like, all right, is this part of the show? Where are we at? Not yet. <laughs> we're going to make it real quick. I'm going to start off with my top five list. Top five favorite Olympic sporting events and the number five alpine skiing. I like the hard downhill skiing events. Not the straight jumping. I like the actual side-to-side <laughs> kind of motion of the alpine skiers. I love that. I'm in the studio right now. I'm, I'm skiing. Slumming. I'm skiing. I'm, I am slumming. I'm side-to-side. I hit the uh, flags, and I'm you know, going down the hill. Number four is bobsledding. I love bobsledding. <laughs> yeah, they get to speeds like 90 miles an hour in that thing. It's scary. God. Yeah. Bobsledding, number four. Number three, speed skating. I always love individual racing. I love watching speed skating. That's fun stuff. Uh, number two has become my brand new sensation, curling. I know over the years people have mocked this thing. I'm telling you, the more you watch it, the more you love it. I have grown to love curling. Friday night, while we're there doing the T-shirt thing, we're eating pizza, we're drinking beers, everybody's hanging out. Me and, like, four other guys watch that Korea-Japan women's semifinal curling throwdown. It was an Hence, overtime battle was great. It really was. I know. It was good. Joke. Yeah. And number one is hockey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number one is hockey. The American team sucked this year in hockey. The women won the gold, though. That's awesome. The men's team stinks. Um, yeah. Hockey. Hockey's number one. I hope the pros come back. I love pro hockey. I love to see just mega teams, like six or seven mega teams get out there and that's fun stuff. So that's my top five list. I graciously throw it over to Jewel because I know she's been chomping at the bit to get her list down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You I had know. some of mine on. But uh, number five was curling. And I have to say, it is funny as hell to watch. And my cousin, who is actually named Jeff, too, he put on Facebook, he's like, why isn't there a movie of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley when with Olympic curling? Like, that needs it's to happen. Coming. It's coming. Oh, I'm be- sure it's coming. Hilarious. Um, Never seen sweeping number, look like such fun. I know, right? Like, <laughs> up. Uh, number four is uh, snowboarding. I have a new appreciation for snowboarding, and Sean White is a damn beast. Man, right. he is just a cannon through and through. Um, I don't know how they do it. That would freak me out. My my two feet like locked into something i've been skiing like once a long time ago but snowboarding just has to be scary as hell and i give props to i'll do it um number three have you seen an olympics where <laughs> they ski really fast up a hill and then they stop and hit a target like they shoot a target <laughs> with like a bow and arrow or a gun that's or like, some sort is that like biathlon or 
some crap like that. Maybe. They're like training <laughs> to be 007. I don't know what it is. I feel like I should start training to do it so I could be like a Laura Croft of this ski slope. I think it would be, you know, a great workout. Um, if anyone knows anyone who teaches that, please, I would like to take a class. Um, Very common, Ron. Uh, number four, uh, two, whoa, two is wow. figure skating. I love figure skating. I love watching the couples. Um, I know the Italian couples killed it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love watching Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir do the commentary. I love them both. I think they're a great commentary team. Um, with the whole, you know, Tanya Harding movie coming out, it's just back in, in popularity. So I'm, I've always been a huge fan of figure skating. And number one. I love hockey. I used to play hockey. Yes. I used to watch a women's. I have been following the Olympics, and I did not see one hockey game. I was highly upset. But, uh, yeah, I just I love this sport. I like watching it. I'm sad I missed it. So, move on. Yeah, the uh, Germany-Canada uh, Germany game was uh, thrilling, and then the uh, cup, uh, cup, God, the gold medal final was a great game as well. So, um yeah, I guess when your American team gets manhandled, and you tend not to watch it so much. But it was pretty good. Yeah. And um, I got to go with – I'm not a big fan of figure skating, but I could watch Tara Lipinski do absolutely anything. I love her. I love you, Tara oh, Lipinski. Thank you. <laughs> she is. We, we, uh, I put out some tours to try and get her on the stoop. We'll see what happens there. Okay. <gasps> Tanya yeah, Harding. Let's get her. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm afraid she might come to the studio and punch me in the face. <laughs> Break my leg. Yeah, that's a little much. But uh yeah, Tara Lipinski is adorable. I would love to get her on. So we'll uh, see. We'll see how that plays out. Why? Why? <laughs> you did that very well and it came uh, out of nowhere, too. Very surprised. Our uh sorry. Nancy Kerrigan soundbite. <laughs> Without the actual soundbite. Why? That was very good. <laughs> I hear myself in the echo, so that's even scarier. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so we want to do something uh, tonight, something uh, something that we love to do here, and that is uh, debut some music. Um, tonight, our man Will Carter and his band um, Tree Theater. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, me and Joe had an impromptu uh, production meeting like <laughs> one minute before we went on here, trying to establish how exactly we were going to announce our man Will Carter entry theater so there it is we did it <laughs> thank god for production meeting folks um the song is called bonsai it's a new one and we love it and we're fans of will we're fans of tree theater he's a local guy here from philly you know we love to get them guys some notoriety uh so let's play it we're gonna play it right here on the stoop yes let's play it for him uh he was on weeks ago so why not Let's get you people some music to love. This one is called Bonsai. Again, the band is Tree Theater, and it's Will Carter. So check it out. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes. Enjoy right here on the Super Radio Show.
That is our man, Will Carter. He's so talented. Thank you, Will. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Will. Tree Theater is the name of, uh, of Will's band. Um, and I tell you, remind me of that song come May. Because my wife likes the beach. And I'll do some beach. But I want to play that song. I'm sitting on the beach, drinking a nice cold beer with my sunglasses on, forgetting about the world for a little bit. You know, that, that is the time. That's why I think like we for this. Mojito. <laughs> mojito. For some reason. No, I'm good. Uh, I'm not I'm a mojito fan. Guys, go check that out on Spotify. Give him some streams. Yeah, absolutely. Get some streams from a man, Will Carter. Again, Tree Theater. Not Dream Theater, it sounds like. But Tree Theater. T-R-E-E, Theater. And the song, again, is Banzai. See how the whole tree thing plays in? Banzai, tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody I wonder that? if Sean Kanan would like that song. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done again. You're on fire today. I try. Sean Kanan. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, so let's get to some topics. Because we love topics here on the Stoop Radio Show. I'm going to start out with a topic that hit my heart very hard today. To find out that my future ex-wife, the lovely Miss Heather Locklear. <laughs> Heather Locklear, if you haven't heard, arrested over the weekend, charged with suspicion of domestic violence and attacking three police officers. Yes, Heather Locklear, Whoa. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's some serious stuff. Um, apparently, this is not the first offense for uh, Miss Locklear. Some other instances uh, in the past of... You know, suspicion of domestic violence and, and such, um, alcohol and uh, potential drug use and stuff like that. So here we know. Um, she seems to be such a loved character and always seems like this, the nicest woman. Are you shocked by these allegations that continue to come out? I mean, she has that famous mugshot. Uh, there's this famous diner. It's in Fishtown. I think it's called... Called about cafe, but they have all the mugshots of like all the celebrities up there, and hers is definitely one of them. Um, you know, she did have a little bit of a past. This is bad though, like, oh, I don't know, yeah, I, maybe she was partying to her. I don't know all the details of it. Um, maybe she has something mentally unstable issues. I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure what's really going on with there. Do you have any details of this story? Not really. Apparently, um, she was getting into it with her boyfriend, and apparently her brother was the one that called the cops. Um, you, you know, <laughs> I've got to I've got to chime in because funny things that people say make me laugh. I got a uh, text message from uh, one of our faithful listeners, who's a very good friend of mine, and oh, I won't God. mention his name in case his wife's listening. But he said uh, Heather could beat me off. I mean, up anytime. <laughs> oh my God. I tell you what, when I, when I was a child, she was like the most a beautiful woman ever. Oh, like yeah. with that hair, she had the perfect hair, and she was on Melrose Place. Everyone loved her. Like she was so, so pretty. And yeah, it's just goddamn shame. It's like I don't know, Sharon Stone. Like you're so beautiful, you have all this fame and wealth, and and you just go downhill like that. It's really sad. I remember the story of uh, Tony Katane uh, beating the hell out of her boyfriend in the car. Um, her husband, husband. At the time, it was uh, 
he was a pitcher for the California Angels at the time, Chuck fight. And supposedly she was like punching the hell out of him in the car while they were driving. Shit. Yeah, like what gets into these hot chicks? Well, the guys always say the hot chicks are psycho. So. <laughs> hey, guy, every chicks are psycho, but you make us psycho, okay? <laughs> Why don't you just get in line and we won't act like crazies? Now, you know that's not true. Oh, that's 100% I, true. I've seen lesbians in action when they're fighting with their significant other. <laughs> You're all crazy. Let me do it. Okay. Guys, guys okay. on girl, girl on girl. <laughs> You're crazy. All right. Partners, get in line. Like, <laughs> partners. Stop making us crazy. Nicely done. Partners. I don't know. I was surprised. I, Heather Locklear never struck me as a brute, but apparently, I, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Apparently, she likes to kick ass. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I'm sorry. Allegedly <laughs> likes to kick ass. <laughs> nice cover-up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, now that the Olympics are done, as we mentioned, the Winter Olympics are over, and now that they're over, a lot of the big talk is not so much games, but of course, dun-dun-dun, political response. Um, Skier Lindsey Vaughn was uh, heckled on her by many the uh, supporters after she failed to meddle. Um, due to her outspoken nature of President Trump and the state of our country, and our athletes are attacking Lauren Gibbs over a selfie she took with Ivanka Trump. Um, you know, Trump, of course, made her uh, presence there, was at the opening and closing ceremonies, watched the games, and of course, she read all over what is she doing there, what a disgrace. I don't understand. Uh, she's kind of representing her country. I don't see what the big deal is, but now, I mean, it's going both ways. Um, and it's just the usual ping-pong match of Democrats and Republicans, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, just drawing it out, which is getting to be the same old boring story. But um, has this gone too far? Athletes, uh, actors, the whole nine yards, uh, being outspoken about politics. What do you think? You know, you just can't win in this day and age if you're – seen with someone, if you're taking a picture with someone, and everyone sees it because social media is such a big influence, um, yeah, if you're, you know, down with the president, people got something to say. If you're against the president and you want to kneel in the anthem, something, someone's got something to say, always. It's just, people are going to talk, and there's just nothing you can do about that, but it's just the, you know, spread across broad commentary that everyone has and everyone's right and everyone thinks that they know everything. So it's just crap what I think. Just play your sport, represent your country, and uh, do the damn thing. Win the medals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I uh, and and you're exactly right. It's the everybody is right mentality nowadays. You can't type anything slightly offensive. There was this... um, story that I was watching on Facebook, a video about a uh, girl who was on this talk show, and she wanted, and she was part of this movement, to remove any word that ended in man, male man, um, right. milk man, like it's politically incorrect. Is it really? That's been a word for a million years. And she said, maybe it's time to change. Like, why are you going to change English language now? But they have changed a lot of that, like... um what do they call post office workers? Psycho. Like, 
post post person. I don't know. Post, they don't call post it like person. post man anymore though. They they did that with a lot of things. Like stewardess, they're called like flight attendants now. They're not called stewardesses. Right? I think that's snakes. I think that's snakes. Okay. <laughs> still you're still a man. man. <laughs> Texas. I'm right. I'm right. It's my opinion. I'm right. <laughs> I'm gonna defend you on Facebook. I'm right. No, seriously, it's Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, that wasn't nice at all. So offended. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I really don't need actors, athletes, everybody me, their opinion, and coming on TV and acting strong about it. You know, we get it. There are a lot of people that are unhappy with politics. There are also a lot of people that are happy with it. You know what I mean? They're, it goes both ways. We can't in the grand scheme of things, no matter how much you talk, you're not going to totally fix it. Next yeah. time around, you can vote for your person, and it's still not going to be perfect. There's always going to be that something. And like I said on social media, if you're all political wizards, why don't you all get together and all run for office? All you geniuses out there that are always right. That's how you do it. Who just uh, went out for Congress? I, I don't know if he, you know, got it, but did you see who's uh, going up for it? We're talking about Antonio Sabato Jr. No, a girl. Oh, because he, cause he's going for Congress also. A girl? That, no, who's this? Stacy Dash. Oh, Jesus. Stacy Dash. Dion. She'll yeah, always I was be say, Dion to me. Yes. Yeah. I going to say, go back to the BMW, Dion, get back on the highway and learn how to drive. Yeah. I love I love Stacy Dash, but yeah, not for politics. Yeah, Antonio Sabato Jr. is running for Congress. Like, what is going on here? All these people that are actors, all of a sudden they know how to run government, etc. Really? I think Bruce Springsteen should be just president of the United States, and that's that. <laughs> I think Bruce Springsteen should uh, shut the hell up. And that's that. <laughs> he was part of the Olympics. I heard, you know what, I fell asleep uh, very late last night, but it was a rerun of the closing ceremonies. And they're like, oh, Bruce Springsteen has a huge... Uh, Musical Penis. part in the <laughs> musical part. Oh my god! <laughs> He's got a musical part. Is it a flute? I stayed up to watch it and hear it, and I, I didn't see it, so I was very sad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so mean. Ah, oh, Jesus! I actually turned red. My head's actually uh, killing me after that one. That was a good one. I don't know how I maintained laughter. You couldn't hear it louder on the show. Well, I'm proud of myself. Oh, god. <laughs> but, you know. Keith Saroon, you know, Springsteen is uh, your thing. It's fine. You could have Springsteen. You could have the Beatles. Go along in their own little musical island. Thanks. I'll take them. No. Adios. Bye-bye, as you say. (laughs) (laughs) A few short minutes away, we're going to be joined by Jonathan Fernandez from Lethal Weapon, a TV series. Good little program. I love the movies. I actually miss the movies. I, I heard a rumor they were supposed to do another movie. You know what? If it's anything like the TV show, like you have to have the right amount of balance of paying tribute and making it your own a tiny, tiny bit. So right. I think they have a nice balance going. And if that leads into a movie, I'm all for it. Yeah, like I, like some of the shows, like Rush Hour, the TV show was mm-hmm. terrible. It was a guy just yeah. trying to be Chris Tucker. It was terrible. Um, right. The, re- the remake of MacGyver was terrible. Yeah. Even Hawaii Five O, which is, which is surviving, Hawaii Five O continues to go on. It's nothing like the original Hawaii Five O, but it's so overblown. 
It's like one guy versus 60 guys, and it's one of them kind of shits. It gets in my nerves. I tell you what, though, that Will Forte as MacGyver, I just think he's hilarious in any role he plays. <laughs> oh, that MacGruber. Oh, MacGruber, yeah. Yeah, that's MacGruber, it. yeah, the comedy part. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's funny. <laughs> he's pretty funny. Oh, good God. stuff. You've got to get him on the show sometime. A lot of people got to get yeah. on the show sometime. Sure. Yeah, we, we reach out. We we try for a lot of people, and some people want to be a part of it, and some don't. We've got names coming. Right. we got a couple. They can reach out yeah, to us, too. That's true. We had a couple. I've been reached out to a couple times today. We'll mention those uh, reach outs when they're official, and then we'll also announce a couple of new uh, shows that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Very exciting. I'm so excited for these announcements. Like, I can't wait. Seriously. Me neither. And the one person um, pretty much came out and said there was no topic that is off topic. Ooh. I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. You know, my big <laughs> So that'll be good. It's going to be really, really good. You have to just go with the flow when you're on this stoop. Exactly. And that's the the thing. You um, talked about this little new side project you went on today and the uh, seller you were talking to said, you guys just have a lot of fun, don't you? That's what it's all about. We're just laid back and having fun. Yes, we do. <laughs> talking about Bruce Springsteen's you know, skin flute. That's what we do. Here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We do other things. You know, we play music. We interview, we laugh, and we have fun. It's a roll about here on Stoop. <laughs> you just giggle. Just wait for your response. You get these little giggles. You have to say, God, how do I get stuck to this guy? Like handcuffed by the ankle. Like what if I going to respond back to, to skin flute? I mean, come on. <laughs> and you could have said trombone or whatever you want. Yeah, you just ah, okay. Her name's out there. God, I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly have met your match here. I mean, I've been saying these obnoxious phrases for years, so definitely have the upper hand. I, I heard a fun little story today. It's pretty quick. But um, the Japanese are making food out of jellyfish. Oh, really? They said that fish isn't as plentiful as it should be, but jellyfish are everywhere. They grow in a Abundance. So they like take the jelly from the fish and don't make like peanut butter and jelly like SpongeBob, which you would think would kind of be good. But no, they make like potato chips. Potato chips. Out of jellyfish. Out of jellyfish. Yeah. That sounds Come, out disgusting. Coming to a Wegmans near you. <laughs> it's funny. My wife is such a potato chip junkie. I'd love to have her try a round of jellyfish. Chips. All right, so let's get to the highlight of the moment. The reason why we're here this evening, our very special guest, it is time to welcome from Lethal Weapon, the amazing actor, Mr. Jonathan Fernandez. Jonathan, welcome to the stoop. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, this is a pleasure, man. I'm glad to be Absolutely. The, the highlight of a, of a singular moment only. <laughs> awesome, man. We I appreciate it. That's Monday. my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for uh, coming on. Is we it, tried to work on it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I was just gonna uh, say it's just funny. I never, I've never heard the highlight of the moment for uh, ever, and that's a really funny turn of phrase. 
<laughs> it's coined right here on the stoop. This is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you being patient. I know you had a very busy schedule. We worked hard with your PR people, and we're glad we're finally uh, able to hammer out a date and have you here. Um, we're going to get to some questions. Obviously, I want to ask you first and foremost how you landed the role on uh, what's becoming a very hot show, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, it, it was crazy. It was like, you know, anytime. <clears throat> what's really interesting about acting and this industry is that as soon as you think you have it figured out, uh, you don't. And uh, <laughs> you think that things are supposed to work a certain way, but then it doesn't. Um, because, it's like, for me, it was like, you know, anytime you have to do a self-tape, because that's what my Lethal Weapon audition was, um, which means, you know, that you don't go to the actual room where the casting people are. That means that you just put yourself on tape at your house or at you know, the SAG offices or, you know, your buddy that has a camera or whatever. And then you sent that tape to your agents and then your, the, your agents send it to the casting, being the producers and all that stuff. Um, and then hopefully they see it. But really what you think happens is that it just goes to the deepest, darkest hole in the universe that is never seen ever, ever by anybody <laughs> else. Um, and, and so, uh, but and at least when you go to the office, you know that you're looking at the people that are, that are, you know, the movers and the shakers that are making the decision. So you're like, at least I know that they are looking at me acting right now. Um, but so anyway, so like I had a self tape for Lethal Weapon and I was just like, all right, I'll put it together. And it was in the middle of pilot season uh, a year and a half ago, which is like when all the new pilots are auditioning all their new casts. And it was just one of those things where it's like, I had like a million auditions on a Wednesday and this was Tuesday night, and my agent was like, hey, can you put yourself on tape for Lethal Weapon tonight? Because uh, I know you have a crazy day tomorrow. And I was like, I mean, I guess. I'm not going to say no to that. Also, Lethal Weapon, what? <laughs> Why are they doing that? They shouldn't do that. It's going to be a terrible idea. And, um, <laughs> and, and, then, and then so, like, Wednesday, because I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd, and I watch a lot of, you know, I consume a ton of media, and I'm just, like, always, you know, nerds are the most skeptical beings on the planet. Like, there's, they think everything is going to be terrible, even if it's, like, a Marvel Studios movie that they've already proved themselves 10 million times. They're still like, I don't know, the next movie is probably going to be terrible. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, long story short, like, I put myself together on tape, uh, and then on Tuesday, and then on a Wednesday, they called me back, and they were like, yo, we really uh, are responding to your tape. The producers really like it. Can you uh, do another tape tonight with uh, these notes? And, uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I had like a crazy day. So my, my wife and I were just like vegetating, like on the, on the couch, just like chilling out. And I'm like watching a soccer game, like an, a, a European soccer game. I'm just like wasting time. Cause I was like, all right, I'll just put this together this tape whenever we start putting it together. And then all of a sudden my phone is blowing up by like Los Angeles numbers and New York numbers and all my agents and all that stuff. And they're like, wow. where's the tape? And I was like, well, I'm doing it like now. And they're like, well, they're waiting for you in Los Angeles to like to get the tape before they leave the offices, and I was like, "What? You guys said to put this together tonight? I didn't. I meant I thought that meant tonight for tomorrow, not tonight for like specific time end of day." And wow. So yeah. So then, uh, so I, I finished finished it up, gave it to them, and then Thursday uh, late at night, I got a call saying that I was the guy, and I was like, "What?" And then that's when I found out that uh, Damon was involved and and Plain and Kevin. I was literally the last person to get hired for the show. Um, oh, wow. And then Sunday, I get flown out. Monday, table read with just us. Wednesday, table read with, like, all 
Warner Brothers top brass and Fox top brass. And then Thursday, or yeah, and then Thursday was the first day of shooting, and I was like in the first scene of the first day of all 16 days of the pilot shoot. So I'd have no time to think about any of this stuff. It was nuts. Yeah. It's kind of kind of good though when the pressure's on, right? Yeah. Oh what yeah. A whirlwind. And, and a lot of people, and a, and a lot of performers, I think. You know, you kind of prefer to be on autopilot for some stuff where you just hope that you've had the training. You hope that you're saying the right things without, like, thinking. And, I mean, that you know, I'm a UCB guy. Like, that's where I started doing comedy uh, and improv for a million years at, uh, in New York at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And the whole mantra of UCB is don't think. You know, so I think I was just kind of used to that. And uh, they just put me in this situation. And the next thing I know, I'm like, am I doing a good job? And they're like, yeah, yeah, or else you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's not a good thing to think. <laughs> um, I have to ask you though. You said you know you thought it was a bad idea. Um, did you be up on the movies beforehand? Like I know it was a raw one week for you, but were you a fan of the series and were you afraid it wasn't going to live up to that? Yeah, I, I, I was a huge, huge, huge Lethal Weapon fan, and um, uh, I said this a few times already. But like, um, you know, my father got. Like he mailed in the the stamps from Columbia House or whatever, when they give you that those patches with all these movies that you're supposed to like <laughs> mail back the stamp in order to order, and uh, yeah. and he did that with Lethal Weapon. We had one, two, and three on VHS, and the heads for the first movie were completely worn out. Um, I watched that movie so many times. So being a huge, huge fan of that is one thing, but then it's another to just be a lot of uh, just be a huge fan of a lot of entertainment in general because then when you see when you hear about reboots and um you know sequels and you're always kind of like i'm into this thing but i don't know reboot or i don't know sequel but the one thing i've really learned through this whole process is that if you have the right people involved it could potentially be dynamite and also if you do a reboot under the lens uh, or through the lens of trying to do something different then it's no different from uh, you know, putting on another Shakespeare play for the 10,000th time. You know, like, people are still going to go see Hamlet if it's on Broadway. It just, you know, they want to make sure that they want to see what, uh, what people are doing with a new, fresh take. Um, but if they saw what everybody's been doing over the years, then it's like, this is boring. Why am I watching this? And, um, and I got to credit Matt Miller, our producer, our main executive producer who developed it uh, for Warner Brothers, you know, for just really making a really awesome script that has the soul and spirit of Lethal Weapon, but then you know, doing a fresh take and doing everything in, in his own way. That's a great outlook on it, too. I really, uh, you never really thought of it that way, and that's perfect. So tell us about your character. He's new to the Lethal Weapon family. Um, he goes by the nickname of Scorsese. Um, you call yourself kind of a nerd. It's funny watching him. He's kind of a dry, very smart guy. Is he anything like you, this character? And uh, what's he all about? Tell the fans a little bit about where Scorsese's role is. Yeah, it's it's cool to to be part of such a big uh, project like this, and that as a reboot, I mean, and play a completely new character. Because then I don't have any of the same pressure that Clay does with like Martin Riggs or Damon with Roger Murtaugh. Those are like two of the biggest uh, names in cinema, like cinematic character history. You know, absolutely. And so yeah. To be able to just be. Yeah, to be in this position to be like, you know what, I could figure this out at my own pace and just kind of do my own thing, and nobody's going to be like, yeah, well, he's way worse than the previous guy because there was no previous guy. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> and uh, and it's nice also to play somebody who is 
pretty much like a parallel universe Jonathan Fernandez. Like, he's a guy who, like, people will be like, you really like this guy. You guys look the same, but you don't, you don't, it's like Bizarro World Fernandez when, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking backwards, <laughs> obviously, like uh, Bizarro does. But it right. is one of those things where, like, like, it's, he, like, he wears clothing that, like, I would see and, like, linger on, but not buy, <laughs> kind of thing. He's, like, also, like, also watches, like, certain movies. Like, I'm sure, like, I'm not really a horror guy, but I think he would really like horror. But then I would be all about, like, psychological thrillers, but then he would be over that. You know, like, I think there's little <laughs> things like that where we would kind of, like, be kind of into the same thing, but also not. Uh, so it's interesting to, to see what the parallels are, but then also what the crowbar separations are between the two of us. But we're definitely both nerds, that's for sure. <laughs> awesome. What about your style? Does he have the same type of clothing style that you have? Yeah, I think, like, yes and no. Like, he uh, he's definitely more hipster, and he wears, like, more... Um, more like uh, sweater vests and like cardigans <laughs> and like I, I haven't I haven't gone into that I'm much more like a classical fashion guy like I like regular waistcoats and regular suits with a lot of color and like normal patterns but like you know I don't it's like everything he does is just like he has like the knit ties you know like I don't wear knit ties in real life um, so it's kind of funny like where the, the separation is but when I showed up for my first fitting uh, with the costume designer she was like like, when she saw what I usually dress like, which is, you know, usually some kind of like permutation of a suit, she was like, oh, let's do something like this. <laughs> and just kind of, like, uh, kind of just, like, went off of what, why, uh, of what I looked like and just kind of, like, you know, tailored it to that. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Um, so we see you also, like, uh, we saw in some of your uh, bios that you uh, played the trumpet and the bass guitar. Are you big into music? Is that something also you want to get involved in, or is that just kind of hobby stuff that you uh, do in your free time? I think it's, yeah, it's like, I do like music. I like consuming a lot of new music, but um, as far as, like, playing music or singing or anything like that, like, I've never, I've always been capable, and I've done it when I can, but it's so hard to, especially as a comedian and a general entertainer, like, it's so hard to stay focused on what you really need to be doing, and so something like music is always kind of, like, it's, it's not been that big of a passion of mine, so unfortunately, I, like, randomly get the itch to pick up my bass guitar and, and play play something. But then I'm like, yeah, but should I do that or should I write a screenplay? You know, so it's always, like, kind yeah. of the, uh, the balance of trying to figure out, you know, and really zero in on what I want to do. But, I mean, it'd be awesome to just, like, hop in the Matrix and just download, you know, some kind of, like, bass lesson so I don't have to ever even play. I just know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that we're, we all feel that way. <laughs> and, um, so going back, uh, you're actually uh, from the PA area, and I read that you are a PSU graduate. Um, did you go to Maine? Because I myself am a PSU graduate, and I had the major of telecommunications, so that's really cool. Oh no way! So yeah, I did. I, I went to uh, I was at University Park all three years, or State College. Right? Oh, sorry, all four. Awesome. Years. Um, awesome. Um, yeah, well, I was five. Super senior. <laughs> yeah, we're in Philly. <laughs> well, you're probably. Oh yeah, so my wife is from Bucks County. Oh wow! Very nice. What's that? Awesome. So are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh nice. Yeah. So the um, yeah. So like, I mean, I I knew I was going to end up in New York at some point. I was born there. Um, and I just did the math recently. I've actually spent more, over half my life in New York. 
uh, over Pennsylvania, which is kind of funny because that's where, like, PA is where I went to elementary school or finished elementary school and junior high and high school and college. Um, but I, I really wanted to go to a college for undergrad that was very, for lack of a better word, like very cartoony, like something that you would see on, like, American Pie where you're like, this is what college is. Because if you go yeah. to school in in Queens, like if you go to St. John's, like or any kind of city school, like it's not at all the same thing with like a big campus, <laughs> like you would find it at any of the any of the Big Ten schools or any of the big football schools, really, I guess. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it was like it was it was really interesting to to go there. And actually, I, I met my wife on a cheerleading squad. I was a cheerleader for three years, believe it or not, and that's how we met. That's so awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. You know, it's it's, another life. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's such a small world when you talk about, you know, you being in State College or wife being in Bucks County. So you kind of get a little bit where we're coming from in our uh, Philly accents, et cetera. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, going down the shore. Yeah, it's, and there's a lot of them. We could spend all night doing that. It's funny how many uh, how many Phillyisms there really are. Um, so you've got two new projects yeah. coming up, um, two movies. One is uh, Can't Have You, and the other one is Snatchers. Tell us about these projects and what these movies are all about. Yeah, uh, Can't Have You is really cool because it's, uh, it's a really cool opportunity for me because uh, we shot it in Palm Springs for two weeks. And nice. I had never been to Palm Springs at the time. Um, and the opportunity to like just all of a sudden be like, you know, my wife and I always travel together as much as possible. And so it was basically just like a vacation for the two of us because obviously I wasn't on set every day. So anytime I didn't have to be around, then I would we would go to like Joshua Tree or go explore, you know, the the mountains in Palm Springs and stuff. So that that was really cool because like especially when you go do something on location like that, then you also gel a lot more with your cast because you're the only people that you know there, you know. So you're right. like, you're always like hanging out. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really cool, especially because like me and um, Adam Huss, uh, the other actor I was in a relationship with in the movie. Uh, we were like the only ones that really liked each other in, in the movie. Everybody else kind of like hated each other. So it's like this <laughs> this whole scenario where like everybody's con- constantly like, you know, biting at each other and saying like all these sarcastic comments and being really caustic. Uh, but he and I are the only ones that really have like a very natural, friendly, uh, loving relationship. So it was really cool to constantly be in that, um, in that situation to play something that's like, also, I've never played a gay character before, so that was really that was new for me. Um, so it was really interesting to do all that under the, the Palm Springs sun, basically. Damn! Yeah. Wow, it's like a whole different whole different world. It happens in Palm Springs, stays in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until place? you until you broadcast it live to everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was your wife supportive of the role? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was something I'm always looking to do different things. Um, and so it was really nice to, um, yeah, I mean, she supports me in everything. I support her and everything too. So it was, it was not really, it was a discussion more less about the content and more about, is this completely an opportunity for me to show myself in a different light? Uh, Cause you don't always get that opportunity. A lot of people always try to put you in a, in a box and just say, you are <laughs> the hip snarky black guy with uh, on a rooftop. <laughs> at a rooftop party, you know, so like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. that guy a lot. So, so it's always really refreshing to be able to show somebody something else because even if years down the road, like I might, it, not, it might not be like an opportunity may, may come up. That's not just, Hey, uh, 
you've played gay before, so can you do that again? It's more like you showed a completely different side of yourself, so we know what kind of range, like emotional range you have, and and uh, and a lot of you can pull from a lot of different parts of different people's lives, which is always you know the the makings of a versatile actor. So that's that's something that really jumped out at me about that. Um, and, and then Snatcher is just like a complete antithesis of that. It was basically <laughs> like, what if invasion of the body snatchers happened in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and when the people get snatched up, nobody knows because all the hipsters in Williamsburg are already acting super weird anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the basic premise of that movie. And, it was, and I was like, I was a guy who was just a complete douchey character um, who was a freegan. And if you don't know what a freegan is, freegans are people that live off of discarded food. Uh, so, like, they always – so the the tenets of freeganism is that you shouldn't ever have to pay for food anyway because – or ever, ever because uh, food waste is – at an all-time high, and there's food everywhere if you just look for it in dumpsters and stuff like that. Wow. Um, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, so you can check out the Wikipedia at some point. It's insane. Um, but we uh, – but, yeah, so I was just, like, kind of douchey vegan or freegan with a girlfriend who he didn't treat well, um, and then I may or may not get snatched up in the film, so that part I can't tell you. Suspense is good. We'll check it out. Snatchers is the name of the movie, and it's coming out soon. Um, yeah, I mean, which yeah, sounds awesome. Now it's funny though because you, you talk about like some typecasting and range. Uh, I read in your bio that um, you've studied some martial arts, and then in looking at some of your film credits, I noticed that in a couple movies in a row you got credited as bar fight guy. Are you a badass, John? Are you like a bar <laughs> fight guy? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a, like, neophyte badass. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, I've, I've always been, I've, I've watched a lot of martial arts movies in my time. I'm really, really into it. And I'm always, I think, a, like a bad audition away from just, just quitting everything and just going to try to be a, like, you know, Kung Fu master somewhere in like Tibet. Um, I love <laughs> yeah. it. I love it a lot. And it's, but it's just one of those things where it's another one of those things where it's just like, when it comes down to focus, it's like, I would really love to do that. But the time it has always been an issue. Um, and I guess, I don't know, I guess people just, when they, when they see me in audition, sometimes they think I'm a guy that would just like start a fight, which happened at some point in my life, not so much anymore, but, um, you know, doing the one for the disappearance of Ellen Arabi, which was a film with James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain, uh, that was really cool because I got to be like James and I got in a fight and we like actually threw each other on tables and had to wow. throw like every punch we were throwing was like a Rocky movie where like every punch like there's no jabs in Rocky movies you know how everything is just like right. a knockout punch <laughs> <Everything's> a, <right>. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and so that was the uh, that's the kind of fight that we were that got coordinated for us uh, for that movie and that was that was a lot of fun because I was just like yo you're Professor X <laughs> like. I'm getting a fight yeah. with you, and you're this amazing actor, and uh, and it was like, a, and the fight made sense within um, within that scenario. So it was like cool to be able to act and also fight, and just like have that little credit. That's awesome. And you also did some stunt work for Lethal Weapon. Uh, what was that like? And do you do you enjoy doing stunt work? Yeah, actually, I just had a conversation today with. Um, like I was shooting a scene earlier today uh, for Lethal Weapon, and our stunt coordinator, Tim Trella, is a complete genius. 
um, and he does stuff. Like that's another that's one of the reasons the show has worked because the stunts that that our show do, uh, does are like you know movie style cinema stunts. Like there's not like they're not like they don't so to speak pull punches at all. They do like the real deal stuff. And this guy Tim, like he knows how much I'm into that. And so now there's like a running joke of like he's always he he's always like teasing me saying that they're like getting my harness ready for something because he knows like I'm I'm so into it. Um, <laughs> but when when they finally put me in my first stunt where it was just like it was pretty routine it was just basically like a car doing a donut and like peeling out and uh, <laughs> he was cracking up because when he was watching the footage it was to him it was so obvious I was like so delighted to be there and I was like smiling like the whole time but like the character like Scorsese in the scene is supposed to be terrified out of his mind so he's like <laughs> I saw your struggle like where you're supposed to be scared but you, the, the, the whispers of a smile like was all over your face um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to do more because you know the show is just going to get crazier and crazier um, I definitely want to be like jumping through a, a you know, hoop of fire with like a bunch of you know guns strapped across my back <laughs> Yeah, sure. That's why awesome. not? <laughs> uh, so that's great. So the um, so actually the the show returns February twenty seventh. That's tomorrow night at eight p.m. on Fox. Yeah. Uh, yeah Lethal yeah. Weapon. Yeah, it it's a terrific show. I really I enjoy it. Uh, and you can check out Jonathan Fernandez oh, uh, tomorrow night on Lethal Weapon. Uh, let me give everybody some uh, places where they can find you. You got a uh, you got a social media outlet and every uh, aspect so that's great so let's tell the people where to find them you can find jonathan on instagram at j t h a n prime twitter at j t h a n prime facebook at jonathan fernandez yeah, it's it. jonathan with a uh, yeah go ahead oh no, sorry i was just gonna awesome. say, like instagram is the thing i use most uh okay facebook is there just so i don't have somebody impersonating me um, and Twitter is cool to interact with fans as we're like live tweeting the, the show. But if you guys out there in America and beyond want to talk to me, Instagram, uh, I'm pretty active on that. So you can find me on that the most. Yeah, again, it's J-T-H-A-N Prime. And uh, Twitter is cool, too, that you uh, interact during the show. So if you're watching the show, I want to give John some props. I don't blame him because yeah. his character is great. I love it. Do that as well. And, of course, the oh, website, www.jthanfernandez.com. I want to say yeah, thank you so much for yeah, coming Twitter's on us. Cool. Yeah, Twitter's cool. I love it. Uh, I oh, don't sorry. go on as much as I should, <laughs> but I but I do love it. So I definitely got to yeah. go on there more. And like I said, during the show sometime, I'll check something out and I'll hit you up. Oh, yeah, please do. Like, it's, it's, it's literally the only reason that Twitter is worth it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> years before, I was like, I would I would tweet jokes and stuff like that and retweet, you know, like Rob Delaney's jokes and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't know, this is boring. But then once you could see, like, how you can interact with people that are fans of yours, that's that's a really special uh, uh, bonus, I think. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, again, we want to take the time to thank you very much for coming on our show. We know you got a busy schedule, and uh, you're becoming bigger and bigger, and we hope to see you in a lot more things. Jonathan Fernandez, our guest. John, thank you so much for coming on. Have a great evening. Thank you so much. You guys also. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Good night. Bye. Terrific. Great interview with a guy with a lot to say. Funny, too. Funny, outgoing. I like the show. I was skeptical, like he said. Nobody really knew it was going to be a great idea, but it turned out to be really good. Like I said, go on Twitter and interact with him during the show. It, that's fun stuff to do. Um, very funny. Like I, I saw it today. I'm like, look at this bar fight guy, bar fight guy, bar fight guy. Got to ask him about these credits. He's a bar fight guy. <laughs> really I know. 
great stuff. Oh, I wanted to ask a little awesome. bit about fashion. Yeah, I know. We ran a little long, so we didn't get a chance to get into him about the fashion. But uh, we'll ask him on again. We'll definitely have him on again. Very entertaining. That's so cool. And we watch him tomorrow night. Yeah, watch him tomorrow night again on Fox, 8 p.m. It is the uh, season premiere, I suppose, of Lethal Weapon. It returns. So uh, it's a good show. If you're a fan of the movie, um, you can be a fan of the TV show. It's not going to disappoint definitely check out our man Jonathan Fernandez now as we like to call them a friend of the show yes yes and he was the what did I call him earlier on the, the special highlight the reason we're here yeah, he liked that yeah what did you points. say I forget the highlight, of the, <laughs> highlight of the moment the highlight of the moment yes and the reason we're highlight here highlight of a Monday brightens up on Monday I'll tell you what I, I so look forward to Mondays me too. And when we first got together to talk about this show, and I know you were asking about what kind of days, and we, you know, we kicked it around. And and Monday and Wednesday became the days. Number one, Monday is like, blah, it's Monday. So we want to give everybody something to look forward to. Like, hey, the Stoops on tonight. Jeff and Joel. Yeah. They got Johnson Fernandez. He's fun. Let's listen to the show. Um, and Wednesday, basically, because I'm greedy, because Thursday night is usually Thursday night football in the winter time. And um, Saturday and Sundays are the weekend. Friday, <laughs> Tuesday just sucks. We talked about Tuesday on last episode. Tuesday <laughs> sucks. So uh, Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> and there you have it. Lucky <laughs> Wednesday. I had a good Wednesday for the show, and I didn't write it down. See, this is what happens when I don't write things down. Write everything down, or at least say it into your phone, or type it into your phone. I, none of my stoop stuff I've got. In my phone on notes. If I ever lose my phone, <laughs> I'm doomed. I know. I'm so afraid of that. <laughs> Especially because I lost this phone two years ago. And now it's like hanging on by a thread. I literally can't download another picture on it. So I'm just deathly afraid I'll lose this phone again. <laughs> God, please. And I load, because um, I, I, I do some episodes I load right from the phone. And I put pictures on of the uh, guests we're going to have. And fire them right up and... It's always funny because, like, uh, we've had, like, Madeline Zima on the show in the past, and um, Nina Gregorio was on the show recently. So I I get these pictures of these pretty starlets looking all dressed up and and cute, and my wife happens to appear on my phone like, well, who the hell was that? (laughs) Yeah. And you have their number. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes that was the other funny thing though, because all those pictures were on like she sees the females, and then when you had gotten Josh Server on the show, she looks over and she's like, "Who is who is that? See how it turns out? Yeah, Yeah, she got a good looking Jonathan Server, and yeah, he's a good looking fella. He really is. So uh, of course she went there, and yeah, Jonathan Fernandez, he's no slouch either. There's a couple pictures of him on my phone. Josh Server, Josh Server. No, I said Jonathan, Jonathan Fernandez, and Josh. I said. no, I don't think he did. I think he said Jonathan Server. No, no, no I don't think I did. It, the replay will uh, broadcast tonight at 10 o'clock. The replay, and then you owe me a beer. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the replay will air, and we will all know the truth. Look what I got. I got Corona, Corona in the can. I got to tell you, I have become the biggest beer can fan. Yeah. Did I said it right? Yeah. I've grown to like beer in a can. It, for me, the the order used to be bottled beer, stop. 
Now it has become can, hat, bottle. Bottles falling in the third place. I love cans. I hate I hate dealing with bottles. I hate throwing away bottles, recycling them, whatever. Um, Mike said because Mike is very particular. He only drinks one beer, and that's Corona, and he usually drinks it in a bottle or pony bottles. He's like, man, this Corona in a can is delicious. I'm telling you something about canned beer, and for a lot of people that listen to the old time, people think, oh, canned beer. No, all your big time um, micro brews and all your IPAs, etc., are starting to be, starting to come out in cans. So it's definitely yep. something, and it you know for the IPAs and such, it keeps the sunlight out, so it keeps right. it a little fresher. It it adds to the taste, I think. Of course, taps, you know, you know, beer on tap is always uh, better as well. So yeah, bottle is definitely falling out of my favor. I have a funny story. I used to work at a beer place, as some of you know, and I had Sly, Fo- Sly Fox Christmas Sly Ale. Fox. And I had it in my fridge for so long. I'm like, this shit's going to go bad. Like, what am I going to do with it? And it had this, like, cinnamon, clovey, like, I'm not real big on the flavors of my beer. Like, I like just straight-up beer. I like Corona and High Life. But this cinnamon clove, I'm like, what am I going to do with this? So, you know what I did with it? What? Cooked with it. I put it, I use use it for my sausage and my meats, and it came out so good. Like, I hope Sly Fox comes out with beer again so I can get all nostalgic. They do. Sly Fox comes out every Christmas with a new Christmas series. Pretty much the same formula. Um, yeah. I, again, from our new employee, our new uh, comedy guy, uh, Steve Giordano, he uh, informed me he used to like beer in the can, but he kept dropping it in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was pretty good. I tell you, he is good. Um like Howard Stern used to have Jackie Martling. We've got Steve Giordano in the background here. We used to have a Baba Booey, too, but she quit. Oh. Our, our duck. She quit. Duck a Booey. Yes, she's a mother again. Mm. And she got this tiny little bunny. I, you know what? I'm not a fan of rabbits and with Easter coming up and everything, but man, she got the cutest little floppy eared brindle. I mean, it's like the size of my palm. And it doesn't bite or anything. I was sharing my rap with it earlier. It's really cute. Your rap? You mean like like rapping? Or like or like lettuce from from a rap. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, I, I get dumber with every Be episode. rabbit. Be rabbit. Get it? No, no I don't. <laughs> Eat my no, I don't get it at no. all. Okay. No. Funny. No. no I, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Let's get on to something else. Anything else. (laughs) So this is a subject that I know is not really your thing. I'm going to hit you with it anyway because it's it's got the Philly entanglement with it. Uh, Today was the NHL trade deadline. A few teams made some moves and are prepping for the playoff run. Um, 76ers had their seven-game win streak snapped yesterday. Uh, The Flyers continue to play great hockey. Uh, Your opinion, basically. Which of these teams has a better shot at going far in the playoffs? You think the Sixers can make some noise and be that Eagles type team, or you think it's the Flyers? Well, I think the Flyers are so much fun, and I'm not a huge basketball person, like I said. So I enjoy watching the Flyers, and I love going out for the playoff games. So I really hope they make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playoff games certainly do boost. Um, 
bar sales, etc. Something about sitting at a at a, uh, at a bar and watching playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is different than anything in any sport. Playoff yeah. baseball is nice. Playoff basketball seems drawn out. NFL playoffs are, are fun, but hockey is something on its own, and it every second is so intense. And I watch feverishly. I watch teams that you know I wouldn't watch all year long when it comes to playoffs. I stay glued to the set, and that's why the trade deadline was cool. We're watching guys change places, et cetera, so it's very cool. I want to know what you were doing in 2010 because we literally went out for every single game in Mayfair, Common and Frankfurt. I mean, it was a nutty time and fun. We had some kind of run. It was funny because I, um, I got a little bold, and I became best friends with the people at StubHub. Because I started buying tickets to every home game. And I actually got a formula where I was waiting. This is back before everybody figured out StubHub. You'd wait to about a half hour for the game, and people started panicking because they didn't think their tickets were going to sell. And the tickets kept going down, down, down. So I went to the majority of the home games. Um, conference final win against Montreal, the clincher, wow. to get to the Stanley Cup. I was in the second row right behind the glass. Damn. Behind the net. And I... I I looked at these tickets. They were like $180. I kept waiting it out. I kept going. They were $150. Kept wait. They went down to um, $100 a piece, which was below face value. And I grabbed them, and I went uh, at the time with a friend of mine. And there was one random seat next to me. Here comes this guy, and he's like, I can't believe I got this ticket. This guy was on cloud nine. <laughs> and when every goal they scored, this grown man would – Literally hug me, tackle me, <laughs> dry hump me, pick me up in the air. I mean, his poor guy. Uh, I mean, it was fun, though. He was so yeah. electric and so energetic <laughs> and such a magic moment. But every game we didn't go to, we went to Chicken Pizza in the Northeast. And we would ah. eat. And we would drink. And it became a ritual. We did one or the other. And apparently, it was almost a perfect good luck train because we got all the way to game six of the finals. Um, Patrick Kane, who I'll hate for the rest of my life, scored the game winner for Chicago. And I think mm-hmm. I was the first person to notice because I fell flat on my face at the outdoor bar, Chicken Peace. You know, it's like mostly concrete on the floor. I fell right, right. on my face there and just wept like a baby. And some girl's like, that and some girl's like, what is that guy doing? And her boyfriend's like, uh, they just lost the fucking game. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was some run. Uh, that was the uh, God. That was the, se- the season. They were down three games to none. The Boston came back yeah. three three. They were down three nothing in that game and came all the way back. Oh, what a run! That that was incredible. You know who was happy? Vince Vaughn. He's a huge Blackhawks fan. Ugh. I hate the Blackhawks. <laughs> I hate the Blackhawks for probably the rest of my life. I don't even hate the Evans yeah. Oilers as much as I hate the Blackhawks. But yeah, that was. Uh, it's funny you said that. That was a great run. 2010 was a. Fantastic. I'd like another one of those. And, well, we had it. The Eagles were definitely the run we didn't expect. And there's nothing more yep. beautiful than when you get, you know, when, when it's, a, it's a surprise. I know the Eagles were the number one seed, but when Carson Wentz got hurt, everyone's like, well, that's it. It's over. We had a good season. We'll come back next year. So nobody expected what we got. I have to tell you, Jeff, I've done a bit of traveling in the past couple of weeks, and it is just so freaking cool to see everything's still Eagles. I mean, I went down the shore. I went to Ocean City. The ninth. Ninth Street Bridge is covered in green lights. I went to Atlantic City. Awesome. They have like banners. And then I drove through all of um, like the northern suburbs of Philadelphia today, like Carl Horsham. Like 
everywhere, everywhere, every Wawa. It's just decorated in nothing but Eagles regalia. It's just amazing. I love it. That's incredible. I'm still loving every minute of it. It still seems a little surreal. And you go into stores, any store you go into, and a Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion, everything. The other day I went to um, Rally House up here in Langhorn. Um, I set out to get my friend CJ a little something for his birthday, a little, little trinket gift, and uh, I ended up getting him um, Super Bowl champion socks because they're going to wear them at the beer fest and are, you know, but to kill so everybody can ah. see the socks and, and know who the Super Bowl champ was. But uh, they have so much stuff, sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats, pins, banners, still all this Super Bowl champion stuff. It's everywhere, and I love it. I went out, we went out uh, yesterday, and there was some guy still selling T-shirts, but he had he had two. So I got two pink Foles T-shirts for my mom and nice. my sister because they're both, um, you know, they both battled breast cancer. And uh, it's just yes. cool. I I got an um, I can't say his name right. Ajayi. Ajayi, yeah, it's Ajayi. perfect. Yeah, me and Joey got matching ones. She got a little. Her one's cooler than mine though. It's at Philadelphia in the front. It's really cool. I'm jealous. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I love Jay Ajayi because I was a guy. I was a fan of his with Miami, and I'm like, man, this guy is. Some yeah. kind of ball player. And this season, he was also a bad start this season. People blamed the offensive line in Miami, and people blamed a lot of different things. And then when I heard we got him, I'm like, no way we got this guy. But I knew he would be such a great fit for this team. So I love it. So hopefully he sticks around. They're talking about how they're going to keep LeGarrette Blunt. Why Why did he take Westbrook's number, though? That kind of makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, I think they talked about changing that. I don't know exactly how that ended up playing out. Um, again, speaking of guys new to the team and, and free agents and players you pick up late for the stretch run, if anybody's watching the Flyers game, this new goalie, Morazic is playing his tail off tonight. It's still nothing, nothing, but about two minutes left in the second period, I got along here in the studio, and this guy's playing a hell of a game, and the Flyers are just red hot, and this guy uh, certainly is uh, worth the weight of the trade. Uh, we didn't give up much for him, so it's great to have him. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Go Flyers. Go Flyers. Go everybody. Go Philly. God damn it. We love it. Even Jonathan uh, Fernandez. His wife's from Bucks County. Very cool. Um, That's really cool. That is really cool. I had no idea. I got to kind of get the skinny on where from exactly. That's very intriguing. Might be somebody we know. I probably saw him in a game. Cheerleading. Yeah, that's right. Penn State alums. How about that? Here's a uh, interesting bit of information. I, I didn't even know this, but apparently uh, there was a rare snowstorm in uh, Rome today. It caused quite a stir as schools and businesses were closed, and they had to bring in the army to help clean the streets and remove snow. I wow. didn't realize it. I didn't realize that Rome was that kind of area. I didn't know it was uh, so one-sidedly seasonal. Now we all like warm weather. But could you handle living somewhere where there was zero climate change? Like, would you be able to live somewhere where there was, like, never snow and never, like, cold? I tell you what. um, I'm a winter baby. My birthday's in January. But I love the fall. October is my favorite of all time. I love the crispness and the leaves and sweaters and fall shopping with clothing and boots. Boots are my favorite. There's no way I could live without the seasons. I love springtime and the newness that it brings. So, no. I, I couldn't live 
like especially like Florida, I hate humidity. Like seriously, Ugh. humidity is the bane of me and my the hair. So no, <laughs> could you? No, and, and um, I, I like a little change. We're on the same wavelength, though. I love. I don't like the extreme seasons. I don't like the freezing cold winter. I don't like the blazing hot summer. I do like the spring. Fall is my favorite, and for many of the reasons you said, I like you know a little more variety in clothing, like sweaters and, and little jackets, stuff like that. Um, it's football season, of course. I love I love a brisk air. I like kind of the the leaves changing, stuff like that. So definitely a fall guy. Spring is always fun to me as well. Yeah, like you know, ten degree days I could do it out. Um, Ninety nine degree days I can kind of do it out. So I would I would still like climate change. Though. We kind of lucked out, kind of, this year. I mean, it's the warmest February on record, so that's yeah. good. Winter wasn't drastic. We had a little bit of snow, nothing uh, crazy. Of course, it, you know, like everybody says, not over yet. <laughs> you know, you still got to get yeah. to a little more. Once you're out of March and into April, well, then again, one of the biggest blizzards in history was in April. So you never know. Once we get to May, I guess we're good. <laughs> yeah. May's cool. And I love – well, May 1st is my daughter's birthday, and it's actually, like, May Day, so we celebrate and we buy flowers, and it's a whole big thing. It's like a spring party. It's beautiful. May is going to be a very, very busy month for me. Um, My first wedding anniversary is going to be in May. My brother is getting married in May. May is very active, so uh, looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, it's going to be busy. Busy, busy times. What are you guys going to do for your one year? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Get on it. Get on it now. Make plans. I know, right? Yeah, make plans. I know where she wants to go. There is a fantastic restaurant up in uh, La Hoska, PA, up by like the New Hope area. Um, <clears throat> I forget the name of it. I was actually going to give him a shout out here, and I went and forgot the name of it. But it is phenomenal. I'll get you the name, and in the next episode, we'll talk about it because it's one of the greatest. Italian restaurants I was ever at. Food is 100% fresh. It's outstanding. And the name is totally escaping me. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> sure. Write it down. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm sure it's in my phone somewhere. <laughs> my I'm millions so- of notes. I really apologize. I, The dog won't leave my side. and She's in the studio today. So I apologize her banter. It happens. Mine, uh, mine is hiding in the studio. Usually it's, it's, uh, he's up front and center. But tonight he's a hiding back a little bit. Oh, was that was that talk. your dog that was that <laughs> was that your dog that was barking during the interview? I thought that was uh, his. Sorry about that. Yep. I know that's fine. <laughs> I you know it happens to me all the time. <laughs> but I thought that live was, radio, uh, folks. <laughs> that's right, live. You get you never know what you're going to get. I should say. You might have some embarrassing moment where I ate some Hollywood star down in my basement. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is a moment I'm pretty much never going to live down. I almost wish that never happened. <laughs> but it does make it does make for great radio. Uh, the magic of um, Google search it is Villaggio, B I L L A G G I O Villaggio restaurant in La Hasca. It is fabulous. Well, because the Villaggio pizza. <laughs> In Northeast Philly stinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's Northeast Philly. Now, if you're in Northeast Philly oh. and you're going, what? I don't know. Because if you're in Northeast, if you're in Northeast Philly and you're going for pizza and you don't go to Vince's, you deserve whatever punishment you get. 
I like Charlie's better. I'm a Charlie's it's girl. It's the same pizza. It's it's better. They got the cheese really? slice, the big cheese slice. Come on now, I love Vince's though. It's it's the vintage of Charlie's. Um, yeah. I love Vince's. I love Charlie's. Cause as a kid, we were doing Charlie's. I, I loved that that style pizza. A couple weeks ago, me and the wife went to Joe Santucci's on uh, Knights Road. Oh, cool. Oh, I love Santucci's pizza. I'm giving all these free plugs. People should start paying me to talk about their shit on the stoop. Yeah, I know, right? Well, when I worked, you would have loved that job, Jeff. But when I worked at the beer place, <laughs> every other or every first Friday of the month, they would bring in every single kind of Santucci's pizza, like every topping you could name. Oh. And you could eat as many slices. Like the guys I work with, they ate like five slices at lunchtime. I could, I could definitely, I could eat about six, seven slices of Santucci's easily. Funny little yeah. story. Um, my old job where I worked at the uh, the Acura spot, uh, Joe Santucci was a customer of mine. His wife had an Acura, and they would come in. So um, I would talk to him, like, hey, Joe, and this, that, and the other thing, talk a little bit about the pizza and the business. So um, we got to talk, and one day I said, you know what I love the best about your location? I said, I'll go down to the beer store at Franklin Mills area, and I'll have a couple of beers, and then we'll come up and grab a pizza. And he makes a joke, and he's like, yeah, my beer's colder. And he kind of laughed. I'm like, yeah, okay, your beer's colder, blah, blah, blah. Way to try and sell it. I went a couple weeks ago. I got a Lagunitas IPA on tap. And when I tell you freezing cold, like mm. he was not lying. His beer is ice cold. It's beautiful. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't selling me a line of crap. It is freezing cold, and it goes perfect with the pizza. That's a place spring, summertime on a hot night, I'll make my way there, eat some pizza, and drink a super cool beer. It was phenomenal. Well, that makes sense now because he was one of the clients. So that's probably why we got pizza on for that Friday. <laughs> the beer store. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Small world. Small world. Small world. Love me some beer store. Had a fabulous time there this past weekend. Shout out to the two young ladies who were bartending whose names I forgot. They're sisters. One sister worked the day shift, and the other sister worked the night shift. Funny. Good time. you gotta, you got to have a good bartender. I'm picky that way. Yeah. I tell you what, when we went down uh, Atlantic City, it was called the Irish Pub, we had this bartender, yeah. and I do remember his name, John. He was just like, it, it was like out of the 1920s. He's like, hey, folks, what do you like? What are you drinking tonight? The gray hair guy, right? That gray hair yeah. older guy. Yeah, he threw us out of there. Well, oh. the story actually went. <laughs> we went. Now, well, here's the story because this guy was dead in the right. We were out all day. We were drinking beer in the street practically, going to liquor stores and getting 7-Eleven cups and drinking right in the middle <laughs> of the street. So we were annihilated. Yeah. It, it was me and my wife and the couple that we met on the cruise, Brian and Christy. If he's listening, he's probably going to bash me for saying this. But anyway, so we were – Pretty toasty. We went to the Irish pub. We got uh, mozzarella sticks. And um, one of us, I'm not going to mention his name, passed on the bar. Like, face down, passed out. So, <laughs> um, so I'm like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to have next. And our man Johnson, I don't think we're going to have any more. And uh, gonna have to, you're going to have to go. So, you're going to have to go, job. see? <laughs> you're going to have to go, establishment here. <laughs> it is very, uh, it's very old school. But it's a nice place. I liked it there. I love it. Excellent crab cakes. 
Excellent. Oh, I have to remember that. I forget where we were going to before we got on this Irish Belt team. Atlantic no, City. Beer. Oh, canned <laughs> beer. Canned beer. Right? <laughs> are we only back to there? <laughs> I was talking about the beer store and beer. Oh, bartenders. Okay, so uh, me and uh, my friend CJ had come to this unusual agreement. And I wish, like, I wish we could have, like, live polls and people could poll links. I want to I want to hear men's opinions. You know, they do the rating scale of 1 to 10. For women, you know, women like, oh, she's a 10, she's a 9. When you're bartending, you automatically gain points. Why? Because you're serving beer. You're serving men beer. If you're serving me beer, you automatically get two points. So you could be a 5, you're automatically a 7. It's in the good range. Well, I should get loads of points. I serve Mike beer a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That gets points. You know what? I guess celebrity bartended once, and I, I tell you what, I never made more money in one night, and I never uh, cried at a job before in one night. Cried? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, these people came in and straight up, like, stiffed me on purpose, and Ouch. I was short, and I had to give, like, half my tips away. It was very sad. Cassie Sorry. did it once before, too. She made out pretty well also. So it's it's... It's fun because your friends come out, they support you, and, you know, it's like a different night at the bar because you got that little friendly face behind the bar. But, you know, she gained two points that night. My wife, she went from a 10 to a 12. She was a 12 that night. Oh, yeah. That was at Reds, <laughs> too. I, I bartended at Reds. Oh, really? What's that? Nice. Yeah. It was the uh, the yeah. old Lenahan's on, on Red Line Road, which I miss. I miss Lenahan's on Red Line Road. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the good old days. It used to snow up a storm. We'd walk right across the street back from those apartments. But now I'm grown up in my home and my studio and my radio show and no more Lenahans. And... Yeah, now it's the what? The Humeville? Yeah, now we go to the Humeville. Oh, boy. I still make a scene <laughs> at the Humeville. I still put them away. I still donate to Mr. Humeville's retirement fund. Oh, man. <laughs> That's another reason why we don't do the show on Thursday nights because Thursday night is five-hour Five dollar burger night at the Humeville. Yeah. <laughs> Another plug. There's only shameless plugs. People got to start oh, giving right. me money. Every establishment I plug, just give me like twenty bucks per episode. I'll yep. plug the shit out of your stuff. And, yeah. We we Vimo hey. people. Just send it to our Vimos. I yeah, don't Vimo. Yeah. I don't even know what. Vimo. How do you we Vimo? <laughs> <laughs> have to figure it out so you start making some cash because uh, I gotta start paying the bills around the studio. You can hear echoes in the background of our equipment. No, I'm kidding. We love it here. We love our little situation. Who else has Jonathan Fernandez on our show tonight? Nobody. <laughs> All right, so let's do uh, the upcoming episodes because we got to instruct the audience what we've got coming up. Wednesday night, February 28th. This one I'm really looking forward to. It's a biggie. And it's at a special time. Listen in, special time, 6.30 Eastern Time. What, what, what? Yep, this Wednesday, 6.30 Eastern, because we've got a visitor from United Kingdom. London no, not Lilith. Town. London Town. It's not Lilith. We love Lilith. We have another great British act. The band is called Till Death Do Us Part. Their lead singer is a fantastic, energetic young lady by the name of Emily Tate. And if the name sounds familiar, very well sure. Her father is legendary Queensryche singer Jeff Tate. 
So Emily's going to come on the show. We're going to talk to her about Till Death to His Part, her singing career. We're going to talk to her about her famous dad and the appearances they do together. Uh, like I said, we made a, an exception because, you know, obviously, 8 o'clock here is like 1 in the morning there, and you know, they're worried about Emily hanging in. So we're going to change it. 6.30. Wednesday night, Emily Tate from Till Death to Us Part. I'm very excited. I, I like her. She's cute. She's got a good voice. I, I like this band. That's going to be great. That is this coming Wednesday. A couple of announcements that we're going to bring to you. Shows coming up in March. And this first one is one that Jewel is uncontrollable over. She is so giddy. She's so excited. She turned me on to this fella, and I like this guy. He's hilarious. He is known as... His internet sensation name is Delco Mom. He is Troy David Hendrickson, and he is a hoot. You see, Aunt like some Mary Pat D. Sabat. I can't say the name. Sabatino. Sabantino. Sabantino. <laughs> yes, he does a, a drag show. He's a comedian. He's an internet sensation. He is hilarious. He's local. He's a Delaware guy, and. Jewel got him on the show. Jewel told me about it. I went right to his page, and boom, he's blowing it up all over the place. He's so excited to be on our show. We're excited to have him. This guy's a trip. It's going to be an excellent, excellent episode. That is March 5th. Troy David Hendrickson, known as Delco Mom and Aunt Mary's. I'm not going to try that name myself either. Miss Will Troy, you're nasty. Miss Troy, <laughs> and he's he's obsessed with Mariah Carey, so me and him have something in common right there. And Fergie Ferg. We're going to talk a lot about Mariah Carey. Even though me and him have two different views on Mariah Carey, we'll still talk a lot about, a lot about Mariah Carey. <laughs> okay. And the beloved Eggles. Oh, yeah, we got to love that. He wants to dress like Mariah Carey, and I want to sleep in Mariah Carey's dress. <laughs> two totally different things. Oh, but he's going to be awesome. And I'm telling you, this guy's a hoot. He's got so many people blowing him up about his appearance. It's going to be great. Troy David Hendrickson, March 5th here on the stoop. And March 12th. Another big announcement. This one I'm very excited for as well. If you were an 80s kid like I was in the 90s, you of course remember music videos were the shot. Music videos are where it's at. Everything was about music videos. And the metal bands all had the hot chicks. We have the queen of video vixens coming on the stoop. March 12th, Bobby Brown. That's right, model and video vixen superstar herself. Come here on the stoop, Bobby Brown. Spoke to Bobby, and she came out and told me that no topic is off limits. I got a chill just thinking about that. Well, very exciting. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. She's uh, pretty cool. Kind of a bad girl. She's got a, a book out that we're going to talk about, uh, kind of chronologizing. I can't even get the word out. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> see, we're not. I'm not made for big words. Uh, she's got this book out about stuff. That's better. <laughs> I had uh, such a hard time getting small words out tonight. I don't know what my problem was. But yeah, do your chronicalizing. Yeah, no, no big words. We got she's got a book out about <laughs> stuff about dating rock stars and being in videos. That's going to be pretty awesome. I love talking about uh, '80s music and '80s rock band stuff like that. It's going to be very cool. Bobby Brown. No, not that Bobby Brown. Not Heart and Soul. This, this dance. This is the attractive, sexy. My Bobby Brown. Not yeah, that, that guy's not coming on. Even if he is, he's not coming on. Guy killed Whitney Houston. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Can I say that on the roof? Uh, and uh, we have more coming. We're in talks with a uh, lot of great PR people from the wonderful Rogers and Cowan company who brought us 
Jonathan Fernandez tonight. More up-and-coming stars that are coming our way. Our uh, emails and phones are blowing up. A lot of names, so we're going to book it up and get March and April ready to go. April is my birthday month, so you know, that's just going to be great. Every night's going to be great there. We're going to pretty much kiss my ass all through April. Woohoo! No, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh man, do I have to sing? <laughs> I <guess laughs> you I do. don't have to. Mine was improv. I got big props for singing. We'll see. You can play it by ear. Depends on how you feel. That depends on how many coronas you can put away in the hour and a half to two hour time slot. <laughs> I'm gonna need a coronita. Is what I'm gonna need. Oh, coronita! I yes. actually went out. I went out and found the little uh, pegs that you put in the side of the glass. No way. Oh, I got like four of them at my house. Oh, yeah. Dude, we need a double date soon. Come on, man. Yeah. I said next time you you guys come up to to party, I'm going to bust them out. All right. It's good stuff. Looking forward to it. No, it's great stuff. We have fun Salt or no salt? Salt or no salt? I like salt. We had that conversation, um, again, me and my buddy CJ. I like salt because I like a little... A little something extra, yeah. a little flavor out of there. Yeah. It's like doing the tequila shot. Like yeah, the cutting kinda. edge. Or you could just do a tequila shot out of your Breaking Bad beaker like I did on the other episode a couple weeks ago. Hey, Which reminds me, we're coming up on uh, March 18th, so we got to make sure we get in touch with our man uh, Michael from Fens of Rock. They they post a new video um, on our Facebook page. It's, it's more like a, a, a promo video. Man, it, it's so cool. I am so excited to check this band out. I freed up my schedule. I'm so excited for it. Good girl. That's going to be awesome. That's in March. Mm-hmm. And in May, of course, I got my tickets in May for Greta Von Fleet. We are pushing so damn hard to get those guys to stop by the show. Uh, I am messing her PR woman so much, I think she's looking for a restraining order. But I really <laughs> would love – I told her, even if you can give us 15 minutes to just talk to the guys um, – very, very exciting up-and-coming band, Greta Von Fleet. Sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. They have sold out every show. The tickets go on sale, and they sell out like that. Awesome. So they're coming to Philly in May at the uh, Electric Factory. That's going to be a great one. I love the Electric Factory. That's awesome. So I. I like the Electric Factory. I like the Tower. Um, and I love uh, the TLA. Oh, TLA is like my favorite. And the truck. I love the Trocadero. It's so old and, um, yeah. You know, I actually oh. found out one of my great aunts was like a, uh, a hussy there. Oh, <laughs> baby. Like, like a, like a dancer of sorts at the Trocadero back in the heyday. Well, hussy. <laughs> what do That's they call them these days? I don't freaking know. I don't want to say the word on there. I won't say it. <laughs> Um, okay. Fondest memory of any Philadelphia um, arena, if you will, or show. Um, went to see a band called the Gracious Few. It was the lead singer of Candlebox, Kevin Martin. And uh, it was the guys from Live uh, Chad Taylor, Chad Gracie, and um, I can't believe I forgot the uh, last fellow's name because he was the guy I was hanging out with backstage. Um, <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I know that was pretty bad. But we were hanging out backstage, and you know some rock star stuff was going on, and we were having beers, and he was telling tour stories. And Patrick, Patrick Dornheim, I, I apologize, Patrick, Patrick Dornheim. Um, it was great backstage. You were actually in that little backstage room, 
there were a couple groupies in there trying to make their way in. Fun stuff. Real rock stuff. Oh, my Great God. <laughs> I would love to go backstage to a band of really, like, like, a, like a Lana Del Rey or Bruce that really, like, cares about their fans. Like, that'd be awesome. It was actually funny because we were talking about Emily Tate coming on the show uh, on Wednesday. And I went to see her father's band, Queensryche, at the Keswick. Also love the Keswick. I almost forgot. Glenside. Glenside. <laughs> so they had a, um, a a guy I worked with was also a uh, head of security there. And he's like, hey, you want to, the band's doing a meet and greet. He's like, I can get you to do it you know, for free. But a lot of people are paying extra for meet and greet. I'm like, oh, I'll do it for free because I, right, you know, after the show, there's going to be a line. The line was pretty much everybody in the show. And if you know the Keswick, it holds about 2,000 people. So mm-hmm. I was like number 1,999 in the line. I'm like, you know what? Ain't going to cut it. So I didn't get a chance Aww. to meet Jeff Tate. Uh, I'm going to be up close and personal talking to his daughter, but I didn't get to meet her dad. Oh, Good man. Show, you need to ask her, like, hey, uh, can I come over for tea? <laughs> her dad has the greatest singing voice ever. The greatest. So, so I mean, cool. Yeah, he's legendary, and she's pretty cool. And that, that show's going to be great. Looking forward to it. All right, so that is about it for us tonight on the Stoop Radio Show. I want to give a humongous thanks to tonight's guest, Mr. Jonathan Fernandez. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on Fox, Lethal Weapon, the TV series, comes back. Jonathan plays a character known as uh, Scorsese, so check him out. He's good. The show's good. Damon Wayans, funny stuff. Good show. Definitely worth watching. And I want to thank uh, his pure woman, Amanda, for being very patient with us. We bounced around a lot of dates to finally get to this one, and it was well worth it. So I'm glad Jonathan showed up tonight. Uh, Jewel, your parting thoughts. Let's have one great thought from Jewel before we call it a night. You know what? I, no, seriously, I'm going to get real with you all for a second. Um, Go ahead. I've been, like in, I've been in like a serious funk, and I woke up today on a Monday morning, like you all, went to work like you all, and I was just like, screw it. Today is going to be a good day, and I made it a good day, and it turned out to be a good day. So... Positive thinking is my good thought to end the show tonight because I can't talk. So just uh, be nice to people, even the shitty ones. <laughs> and uh, everybody love everybody. I like it. Power, the power of positive thinking. I've always said yeah. that. And we're going uh, to try that every episode. We're going to throw out the last few moments for a Jules words of wisdom. <laughs> and there it is. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts by Jules Tavy. Oh, my God. Why is it that a pickle looks so much like a penis? When it's actually not a penis <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's skin good. Flute. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> skin flute. Tromboner. Nothing tops skin uh, flute. The what? Nothing tops skin flute. Skin flute's a good one. We're going to get you a tattoo of that on your arm. Skin cute. Uh, so what do you think? Is your first tattoo going to be uh, a eagle symbol? No. I still don't think I'm ever going to get one. Again, I'm not anti-tattoo. Just, I don't know. A little bit of a oh, jump on the bandwagon. Mike knows a guy who got uh, Jason Kelsey in full mummer's garb tattooed on him. I've actually seen a few people that have done that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Broken Goblet Brewery, I don't even want to give them props, but 
they uh, are coming out with their Jason Kelsey beer. Kelsey has uh, given it the thumbs up. They're trying to get him to make an appearance. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, they do have a, J- um, a Jason Kelsey beer coming out. Um, no one likes us. We don't care. What a plug. I Thank know. you, Jeff. <laughs> Man, that's a bad plug. I'm not a fan of Broken Goblin. I've been <laughs> right. there. I don't go off like I do about Santucci's or I just talked about positive pizza. thinking, sir. You got to think positively. You're right. Here's <laughs> how good your words are. They suck. <sighs> okay. All right. Here we go again. I'm at that point of the show where I keep rambling. Let's cut it while I'm ahead. And again, for my amazing, wonderful co-hostess with the mostest sister from another Mr. Jewel Tatey. I am Jeff the Shark Barini, reminding you all, don't be a douche. And think positive, deep, skin-fluting thoughts. <laughs> hey, you want a little deep skin-fluting, huh? Check you out. <laughs> She'll tell you a dirty perverted note. I'm rubbing oh, off no. on her, finally. <laughs> no. <laughs> so proud of myself. All right, folks, we will see you Wednesday night. Special time, 6.30. Emily Tate from Till Death to Us Part. Until then, have yourselves a great couple of days and good night. Bye-bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.